This sermon was recorded at the Church of Christ, Wheeler area, located at 1500 South Allen L. Bean Boulevard in Wheeler, Texas. Our regular meeting times are at 10.30 a.m. and 2.30 p.m. each Sunday. Come join us as we seek to worship God in spirit and in truth. When I go to Walmart and uh, even the ATM machines and I walk in and uh, I always look for the security cameras and I wave at them because I know somewhere I'm on film and they're taking my picture and well they, they don't use film anymore it's all digital now but uh, it probably shows my age anyway I know that I'm being recorded uh, they're taking my picture and from that picture they can tell a lot about me they can determine uh, my height, my approximate weight, maybe even estimate my age just from a photograph. And there, do you ever stop to think about how many times throughout the week something about you is recorded? Your picture is taken, whether it's at a stoplight or uh, in the Walmart or at the ATM machine or even in the elevator. It's hard to find the cameras in the elevator, but they're there. And someone's always looking at those pictures. And it doesn't stop at pictures, though. That's, that's just a little part of it. But uh, a big portion of your life is recorded on every day. You have your birth certificate. You have your social security card. You have uh, school records, immunization records. You have your driver's license. You have your blood donor card, maybe a library card. My wife and I and some of you others probably have your fingerprints on file with the FBI. Information is out there about us all the time. My mom once gave me a stack of newspaper clippings that she saved for many years simply because somewhere in that article was mentioned my name, whether it was a 4-H or a sporting event or a graduation or something like that. I think I threw them all away, but I'm just uh, mentioning that this, all of this, because uh, you have everything about you recorded on a daily basis as you go through your life. But you know what? None of it matters. All that information, they have volumes of information about us, and none of it matters. On... Uh, on the day that a person dies, when I die or you die or when anybody dies, all of that information is going to amount to nothing. There is, however, recorded information that will matter. And um, that brings me to my title. My title today is, And the Books Were Open." Book of Revelation is the last book in the New Testament, and they translated Revelation from the Greek word apocalypse, which means simply unveiling or revelation. And so to begin, we're going to start with uh, Revelations, the 20th chapter, verse 12 through 15. And there we read, and I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were open. And another book was open, which is the book of life. 
and the dead were judged out of these things which were written in the books according to their works. And the sea gave up, their, uh, up the dead which were in it, and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them, and they were judged, every man, according to their works. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. But whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. These few verses speak of a day of judgment. A, a judgment day when we will all face God. We will be judged. And um, what do we know about the judgment day? Well, we know it's a day of certainty. We know that it's a very real day. We know that it's a day of accountability. Uh, we know that it will uh, be a day of separation. It will be an all-inclusive day. It will be a day of reading. Acts 17 and verse 31 tells how it will be an appointed day. And there we can read, because he hath appointed a day in which he will judge the world in righteousness by that man whom he hath ordained, whereof he hath given assurance unto all men, in that he hath raised him from the dead. Says there that he's going to judge the world. That's everybody. In righteousness by that man whom he hath ordained. What man? Well, this is Jesus. He's going to, and he's going to prove that he's risen from the dead. Hebrews also has a verse about accountability. Uh, verse, chapter 9 and verse uh, 27, we read, And it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this, the judgment. We can find that it's going to be an all-inclusive day. Nobody's going to miss it. We can read this in 2 Corinthians, the uh, fifth chapter, in the verse uh, 10. And there it says, For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that everyone may receive the things done in his body according to that he hath done, whether it be good or bad. Up there at the top of that, it's got all. That's everybody again. Here we have everyone. Uh going to be judged according to the things that were that they have done and we can also look at another verse to back this up we go to Romans 14 and verse 10 and we're going to read through the 12th verse it says there but why dost thou judge thy brother or why dost thou set, not, set it not thy brother? For we shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. For it is written, as I live, saith the Lord, every knee shall bow to me, and every tongue shall confess to God. So then every one of us shall give an account of himself to God. There's those words again, every knee shall bow before me, every tongue. We shall all stand before the judgment of Christ. Nobody's going to miss that day. 
Matthew, uh, Matthew in the 25th chapter, verse 31 through 34, Jesus, in his own words, tells us it will be a day of division or separation. And it says there, uh, when the Son of Man shall come in his glory and all the holy angels with him, then shall he sit upon the throne of, glory, of his glory. And before him shall be gathered all nations, and he shall separate them one from another, as a shepherd divideth his sheep from the goats. And he shall set the sheep on his right hand, and the goats on the left. Then shall the king say unto them on his right hand, Come ye blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. And we can also see in uh, Revelation's uh, 20th chapter and verse 12 through 15 that it's going to be a day of reading. A day in which the books were opened. How many books? I don't know. I don't know if anybody knows. But I know it's going to be plural. In, verse, uh, in the ch 20th chapter and verse 12 of Revelations, it says, books were open. And the books were open, which is plural. So that's starting off with, we got at least two. And it goes on to say, and another book was open, which is a book of life. So I'm going to say, I don't know how many books there's going to be, but I think there'll be at least three. I think that there will be a book of deeds, actions. Uh, it's going to contain all our, everything we've done, our thoughts, our, our words, all of our activities. It's going to contain that. That book of deeds will be uh, opened on that day. <clears throat> and uh, that book starts from before we were born. Garland mentioned this this morning. God knows us before we were born. He was talking to Jeremiah uh, when he was going to make him a prophet. And he says there in Jeremiah, the first chapter in verse 5, Before I formed thee in thy belly, I knew thee. And before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee. I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. This book, this record of our lives, every thought, every action, it's going to be recorded in that book. And we can choose. This is probably the only book on that day that we as humans have any control over. We have freedom of choice, and we can choose whether we're going to live righteously or whether we're going to follow a sinful life, and we can choose that. Ideally, we want to live righteously so that um, when that book is presented, we won't have any reason to uh, experience shame when it's exposed, and it will be exposed. There won't be any secrets. Luke 8, verse 17 says, For nothing is secret that shall not be made manifest, neither anything hid that shall not be known and come abroad.
So we can see that this uh, book of records, or book of deeds, that's going to be one of the books present on that day. Another of the books, I say, is going to be the books of scriptures, the Bible. The people of the Old Testament were under the Old Testament laws, and they will be judged accordingly. They had to follow the laws of Abraham and Moses, and throughout the entire Old Testament, that was the laws that they lived by. That book will be there. Since uh, Christ's crucifixion and uh, resurrection, we as Christians will be judged by the New Testament. And uh, that's the guiding rule book of our lives, if you will. Okay, uh, there's going to be another book, though, and this one is the important one. Not that the other ones are not important, but this one is. Uh, Malachi, the third chapter, and verse uh, 16 and 17, we read of a book of remembrance. And this is a book uh, consisting of n uh, names. It's a, it's a list of names of people who feared God and meditated on him, and God remembered them and said he's going to keep them. This is the book of life. And we'll just look at it. And in Malachi 3, verse 16, we read, Then they that feared the Lord spake often one to another, and the Lord hearkened and heard it. And a book of remembrance was written before him for them that feared the Lord and thought upon his name. And they shall be mine, saith the Lord of hosts, in that day when I make up my jewels, and I will spare them, as a man spareth his own son that serveth him. So what do we know about the book of life? Well, we know that one thing that we know about it uh, is that um, God will add names to the book of life every time someone is properly baptized into Christ. He will, he will put their name in that book of life. And the second thing we know about the book of life is just as easy as he can put the name in there, he can take it out. He can blot the name out just as easy as he put it in there. It's a and sin is the cause for the name's removals. So uh, we're going to look at 2 Peter chapter 2 and verse 20. And there we read, For if after they have escaped the pollutions of the world through the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, they are again entangled therein and overcome. The latter end is worse for them than the beginning. For it had been better for them not to have known the ways of righteousness than after they have known it to turn away from the holy commandment delivered unto them. But it has happened unto them according to the true proverb. The dog is turned to his own vomit again, and the sow that was washed to her wallowing in the mire. Here, Peter is talking about 
Christians who were righteous at one time and had fallen away from uh, following God. And he says it would be better for those if they had never known righteousness than to have known and turned away from it. When we're talking about names being blotted out, we can also look into uh, Exodus, the 32nd chapter, verse 30 to 33. And now we read, And Moses returned unto the Lord and said, Oh, this people have sinned a great sin, and have made them gods of gold. Yet now, if thou wilt, forgive their sin. And if not, blot me, I pray, thee out of my, uh, thy book, which thou hast written. And the Lord said unto Moses, Whosoever hath sinned against me, him will I blot out of my book. So, so we see that just as easy as a name can be added to the book, it can be blotted out. We have a New Testament example of this in Revelation, the third chapter, verse 1 through 5. And this was a, a letter John wrote to the seven churches of Asia. And Sardis was one of those churches. And we see that the church of Sardis was receiving a warning. We'll look at it. And the angel... And to the angel of the church in Sardis write, These things saith he that hath the seven spirits of God and the seven stars. I know thy works, that thou hast a name, that thou livest, and thou art dead. Be thou watchful, and establish the things that remain, which were ready to die. For I have found no works of thine perfected before my God. Remember, therefore... How thou hast received and didst hear, and keep it and repent. If therefore thou shalt not watch, I will come as a thief, and thou shalt not know what hour I come upon thee. But thou hast a few names in Sardis that did not defile their garments, and they shall walk with me in white, for they are worthy. He that overcometh shall thus be arrayed in white garments, and I will no wise blot his name out of the book of life, and I will confess his name before my father and before his angels. He's warning them, he's telling them, you knew the word and you repented and you were followers of Christ, but then you fell away and he says, there's some of your group that's still faithful. Those are going to be Remembered, and they're going to walk in robes of white, but the majority of them, I think, had, uh, they're receiving this warning. So, um, and we know about the book of life. It's oftentimes referred to as uh, the Lamb's book of life. The Lamb being Jesus, of course. And it's a, it's a list of names of the redeemed. And only the redeemed, uh, the people who are not redeemed, the sinful, they're not in that book. And there will be some folks who have been redeemed and have fallen away, 
uh, they're no longer following Christ? To make it very simple, their names have been blotted out of the book of life. So, you know, I, this morning I'd like to um, mention the consequences to not having your name in the book of life. They are serious and eternal. We're going to go back to Matthew 25th chapter. And starting in the 35th verse, we're just going to read the rest of the chapter. For I was hungered, and you gave me meat. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you took me in. Naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came unto me. Then shalt the righteous answer him, saying, Lord, when saw we thee a hungered and fed thee, or thirsty and gave thee drink? When saw we thee a stranger and took thee in, or naked and clothed thee? Or when saw we thee sick or in prison and came unto thee? And the king shall answer and say unto them, Verily I say unto you, inasmuch as you have done it to one of the least of my brethren, you have done it unto me. Then shall he say unto them on the left hand, Depart from me, ye cursed, into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. That's a pretty strong word there, cursed. Uh, an everlasting fire, that's, that's an ongoing thing. Okay, I think I'm in 42 right now. Okay. For I was a hungered, and you gave me no meat, and I was thirsty, and you gave me no drink. I was a stranger, and you took me not in, naked, and you clothed me not, sick, and in prison, and you visited me not. Then shall they also answer him, saying, Lord, when saw we thee? a hungered or a thirst or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and did not minister unto thee. Then he shall say, yeah, where am I? Then he shall answer them saying, verily I say unto you, inasmuch as ye did it not to one of the least of these, ye did it not to me. And these shall go away into everlasting punishment. There's that word again, everlasting punishment, but the righteous into eternal, into life eternal. There in verse 41, it says everlasting fire. That's repeated several times. In 46, it says everlasting punishment. So today, today I ask you, is your name in the book of life? Or was it once written there and now blotted out? It's not difficult to have your name added to the book of life. It's not going to be a pop quiz. We have all the answers. We can study for it. The Bible's everywhere. You can get it on the Internet. Uh, it's not going to be any surprises. The plan of salvation is very simple. You have to hear the word, uh, Romans ten seventeen. So then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by, hearing by the word of God. You have to believe the word. 
John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son and that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. You have to repent. Acts 2, 38, then Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and ye shall receive gift of the Holy Ghost. You have to confess Christ before men, that he's the son of God. Acts 8 and verse 36 says, And Philip said, If thou believest with all thine heart, thou mayest. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God. And then finally, you have to be baptized. Acts 2.38 again, Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins. And ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Right now is the time to put your name in that book of life if it's not already there. You, you just follow the commandments and be baptized and your name will be in that book of life the instant you come out of the water. If for some reason you have had your name written in the book of life and it is no longer there because of uh, the lust of the world drawing you away, it's not hard to return to that. You can have your name reinstalled in that book of life. Simply repent of your sins. We can, we can uh, pray, pray with you for uh, strength and forgiveness. We're willing to do this. We want to do this. We'll help you in any way we can. Thank you for listening to today's sermon podcast. If you have questions about what you have heard or would like to know more information, please contact us by emailing cfcwheelerarea at gmail.com or look us up on Facebook or Instagram and send us a message there.